0: Welcome to the Believing and Achieving Podcast, where we discuss all things related to health, longevity, improvement, awareness, and creativity. I am your host, Kylie Comstock, a self-taught master of the mind and body. Each week, we will have a topic to discuss with guests of all different backgrounds, stories, and knowledge to help you unlock the power within and incinerate your goals. We are going, I think. Oh, we're recording. We're recording, yeah. Oh, let's go. Okay, (laughs) let's do this. Okay, well, hello everybody and welcome back to another episode on the Believing and Achieving podcast. Truly so grateful to have you all a part of this community. Um, For today's episode, we are going to be learning from someone who I greatly admire, look up to, and I think is absolutely incredible. Um, Sarah Clark is a certified personal trainer, macro, and nutrition coach. She has been able to help people gain confidence in themselves mentally and physically without obsession. Sarah, thank you for being here today. Thanks
1: for having me. This is so fun. Um,
0: first question I do for everybody, just to kind of start off, is where did you grow up and how did that influence who you are today?
1: Oh, how did that influence where I am today? Um, I grew up in Orem, Utah, not too far from here, and... How does that influence where I am today? Um, that's a good question. I've never, never really thought about that. You know, I feel like Utah in general, for those who are in Utah, might understand this or resonate with this, but I feel like there's so many connections in Utah. Um, and I would say, thank goodness, or like because of those connections, uh, definitely has brought me a lot of the opportunities that I've had in my life today.
0: I love that. I think Utah does have, that's actually like a really good point. I've never heard anybody make that before. Yeah, Utah does have tons of connections. And I think there's a lot of people out there trying to do a similar to like what me and you are doing with like fitness or just like online, like social media, I think in Utah, like there's a lot of like, uh, YouTubers and like, I don't know, people like that. And I think the connections you can make through those things are really awesome. Like totally. you said, it presents opportunities for sure. Um, so growing up, what was your dream
1: job? Oh yeah. Growing up, I mean the typical astronaut or you want to be like a, a <laughs> vet. Um, but growing up, I would say it, it, those were the typicals of being a vet or, or an astronaut, those things or a teacher. Cause my mom was a teacher and my sister was studying to be a teacher. um, in college, I was thinking about maybe doing something corporate, I, I never really knew and then I started becoming passionate about health and fitness, um, actually my in high school and I would say it was always a dream of mine to start something around health and fitness as I started to learn about it, but I never thought that it would actually be something I would do or that I would actually turn into a business. Um, and then as the years went on, I was like, you know, what, what is holding me back? Like, why can't I start this? Um, yeah. Yeah. Does that answer your question?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I totally relate to like, you don't, it's kind of like all in your head, right? Yeah. Cause like, you don't see like personal trainers on social media. Like, I I mean, like you do now. But like in the past, it was like you see him at Vasa and it was kind of just like this cliche thing. Like you were like, oh, I want to I want to be able to do that. But how like the how was like the hardest part, right? Like totally. figuring it out. Um, but yeah, I think everybody kind of has like the idea too of like being a corporate or like a teacher yeah. and an astronaut that's kind of funny I you kept I mean saying, that's like elementary school you're like, like <laughs> yeah you're like saying oh well an astronaut is is pretty common I'm like I I don't know if I want to be an really? astronaut I mean what did you want to be when I was little I wanted to be a singer oh so, really yeah so I, I kind of have grown out of that because of my passion
1: for health yeah. and fitness, like you were saying, but... Which you kind of are a single r- singer. I mean, your voice is amazing. I've seen it on your Instagram. Oh, thank you. Um, Yeah,
0: I, I love it. Like, it's still a hobby, but I just think, like, health and fitness is the totally. passion. And yeah. I think, yeah, like, high school is when everybody gets into it, because like, yeah. it's like all the guys are going to the gym together, and it's like, the girls want to be fit still. Yeah. And whatever, so... um. Okay. So that kind of leads to the next question. How and where
1: did your fitness journey start? Yeah. So my fitness journey started in high school. Uh, it was when my sister came home from her mission, her LDS mission, and she had this desire to do the whole 30, you know, people come home from their mission. They tend to gain weight on their mission. They want to lose weight. So she's like, Hey, let's do the whole 30. All the girls in my family were doing it. Uh, so I was like, man, I I don't want to be left out. So I have to, I want to do it too. Um, so because I was going to do the whole 30, I had to start doing research on what I could eat and what I couldn't eat. And it started to become really interesting to me. Um, that's when I started to learn about nutrition and the importance of what you put in your body and how vegetables and certain foods can influence your body. And I would say that's really when, when my whole fitness journey started. Um, and when I got into it, however, I'd say, I actually became a little bit over obsessive about it to the point that it was actually unhealthy. Um, it became consuming. I spent hours in the gym. I spent way too much time, you know, focusing on food, eating a little too healthy to the point where I I lost a significant amount of weight. Um, and then there came a point where I decided that I wanted to serve a mission, uh, and obviously, in order to serve a mission, you, for those who aren't in the church, like you need to make sure that the the church won't allow you to go on a mission unless you're you're in a healthy uh, spot, right? So I uh, needed to, anyways, in order to go on a mission, I needed to gain weight back. So I gained the weight back, um, went on my mission, and long story short, basically, I gained a little bit extra weight on my mission, came back a little bit overweight, I guess you could say, um, came back from my mission, kind of got back into my fitness journey, and just kind of been on ups and downs since then, and, and you know, kind of figuring out how I want to approach my health and fitness, and now I'm here. I
0: freaking love your story so much,
1: and for so many reasons. I can't even
0: tell you how many people I know who have gone through that same process of finding fitness as like something fun and it's exciting at first, and then you get into it, and then you're all of a sudden like it's all you do now, and it becomes obsessive, and then it's like you don't know how to be normal around food and and exercise. And I've definitely experienced that myself. Yeah. I know like it can be something that like is so, like it wastes so much time. Like if you think about, like logging food and all that, like it takes so much more time out of your day. Like when you are obsessed over it, you know? Totally. Um, and then I like how you were saying, so you said you did the whole 30 to start. Yeah. So was that like, you said you had researched, um, what you could and couldn't eat. Was that kind of like where this restriction oh, came for from? Sure. Do
1: you think? Yeah. Cause it was like, you know, in the whole 30, you can't eat this and you can't eat that. And Mm -hmm. spoil spoiler. I didn't last the 30 days, which if you didn't know this, I guess steel cut oats is not a part of the whole 30s. And I was like, yeah, I was like, (laughs) I I broke it by eating steel cut oats, which you would look at steel cut oats and like, that's a really healthy, nutritious food, but I guess it's not in the whole 30 rule book. Um, anyways, but that was for sure when it started, you know, is, is this food is good and you can eat this on the whole 30 and this food you can't eat. So in my mind, it was like, okay, then that's bad. That's not good for you. Um, and for sure, I think that's kind of where the good food and bad food mentality started. Um, as well as because of that, I started observing, you know, other people's language. And I think that, you know, I think that the older generation and, and sometimes the way that maybe my dad would talk about food or my parents would talk about food or people around me would talk about food. um, uh, You know, it was, it was sugar was bad and this is bad and this is good. So it did kind of create that that uh, mentality of restriction for sure.
0: It's funny you bring up language because I was just listening to a podcast from Ed Milet. You know Ed Milet?
1: Yeah, he's awesome. I love him. He's yeah. awesome.
0: But... He talks about just regular language with like the way we speak to people and you know, like whether we cuss or we don't cuss like and he said he's made it like a personal choice not to because he's like um, he was talking with another philosopher and this philosopher was telling um, talking about the importance of language and how the words we use attracts the vibration we are in. Yeah. And so I think like that's kind of far from what you were saying but to the point of language being so important like with the words we use towards other people or towards the foods like or the language we use around people's bodies I think that's all a huge and important thing for us to take into account and be careful of you know yeah for sure because you never know um what's gonna offend someone or hurt someone's feelings um and I agree with you on the older generation kind of like they, they kind of just openly say things, right? It's just like, oh, they're fat or, oh, like sugar's bad or, yeah, things like that.
1: Yeah. Um, and, 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 you know, it's, I mean, it, it's it, credit, not credit to them, but, um, and I don't want to say I'm blaming on them necessarily because obviously they've probably gone through their own things. It was the way that they were raised. It's just totally, it's just different now.
0: Yep. I think
1: it's like somewhat
0: coming from the magazine covers and like the newspapers and things like that where they would just say things as they are kind of you know um okay so on to the next question let's see who has been your biggest mentor
1: oh girl you're asking me some good questions i need to think about these um i would say i have had so many amazing mentors in my life Um, And I would say each season has had a different mentor. I would say the biggest mentor right now oh, man this is such a hard question like there's so many you know there's someone who I think of like someone like Casey Baugh who who he has helped me with Sunday planning and Sunday planning in general has made a huge difference in my yes. life you know yes um, and then there's my own personal coach her name is Shay she helps me on the business side of things she's a huge mentor to me I absolutely love her and have appreciated her in so many aspects. Then I have my own fitness coach, his name's Jordan, who has been also a huge mentor to me because he's helped me grow and learn in my own personal fitness journey. Um, and then I would say, you know, as cheesy as it sounds, like um, my husband, I feel like he's been somewhat of a mentor because he's always there for me and believing me. And I feel like mentors do that. They believe in you, they help you. My, my sister is a huge mentor to me because she is someone who has, um, open my eyes a little bit up more and like this, the, um, uh, you know, uh, within like my thoughts and, and how that works and aligning, um, my spirituality with my life. Uh, and she's been someone who I've been able to talk through a lot of things as well. So, you know, there's not one specific mentor that I'd say like, Oh, this person, but there have been several mentors and people in my life who have made a huge impact on me.
0: Okay. So first of all that's amazing to have all these people in your life like I'm just looking back there's like three or four mentors right there that's so incredible um but I I love that you brought up the weekly planning yeah I do that too and I do I do it because my brother posts on his stories and reminds me he'll be like weekly planning and then he tags Casey yeah
1: um
0: but it makes a huge difference because when you look at things in a bigger perspective, it helps you not to get overwhelmed in the day-to-day, right? Totally. I feel like I get so overwhelmed if I don't because then I I feel like I have all these things that I want to get done, but what I need to realize is that I have seven days in a week, you know? Yeah. You can spread it out.
1: Yeah, totally. Um.
0: Also, you mentioned that you had Jordan, like a fitness coach, right? Uh-huh. So do you think it's necessary for like all coaches, like and people in the fitness industry
1: to get their own coach as well? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I think it depends. In my opinion, I, I would want, I am a coach because I value coaching, you know? I think that someone who, and this is my personal opinion, this is take it with a grain of salt. Um, but I'm a huge believer if someone wants to be a coach, that's because they value coaching. But, you know, I, I like a coach because one, it's always nice having that second perspective. And two, I get to learn from him at the same time. Like, oh, um, you know, if I want to be a coach, I think that getting coaching is, is so valuable for your own experience of being a coach. Um, so, but is it necessary? No, not necessarily. Like you don't need to have a coach in order to be a coach. But do I think that it could be valuable? Uh, for sure.
0: Yeah, I 100 I, percent I agree with you. And that's why I was asking, because I personally like I'm actually just barely getting in with a coach right now that's awesome. that I'm working with. Yeah. And she's someone who I look up to. Her name's fit with Lily on Instagram. But awesome. she's I think she's from Australia. Um, it's super cool, but she is just she's been in a, a bikini competitor before, and then she's also just done like online coaching and like all these things. But I think what I just love about her, and I love about you too, is that there's just so much preaching on balance. Yeah. Like she has an incredible social life. She takes week time periods off the gym. Like it's not fitness is a is a compliment to her life. Yeah. It's not a a task or a job. Right. Yeah. And so, I mean, it is her job, but right to the point of it being a balanced thing. So anyway, um, kind of went off a little tangent there, but yes, valuing, I value coaching as well. And I think it's cool because people can have the same mindset as you. Like they want to contribute and help others and you can learn from them and like apply that in your own coaching. Yeah.
1: 100%.
0: Um, okay. So on to the next question, which actually is crazy because it's like what we were just talking about. Um, what are your top tips for finding balance, living a healthy lifestyle, and staying fit?
1: Yeah. I think that um, my top tip would be to find your values. I think that something that I preach within my coaching is aligning your goals with your values. I think a lot of times people have these goals, but um, and they have, they have these goals, you know, to be shredded and to be ripped. But then they have this value of going on a date with their husband and getting some ice cream. You know, if you want to step on a bikini competitor stage, like you might need to sacrifice those things. But at the same time, um, if, and what I'm saying with this is if you can, it's not about bringing your goal down necessarily, but it's about, you know, understanding the trade-offs and making sure that you know your values so that you can align your goals with that. Um, that is going to help you to create a balance in your life that feels very meaningful and purposeful so that you can live the life that you want, achieve your goals while still living the life that you you deserve.
0: I absolutely love what you said, how you said understanding the trade-offs. I think that's like the whole preface of balance. Yeah. Because I think like you said, people get these goals where they're like, oh, I want to be lean, I want to be, you know, I want to look and something that's unreasonable and they don't recognize it's unreasonable yeah. because they haven't had the experience that to have that happen to them. Yeah. Um, but I love also how you pointed out, like knowing your values, like I think it's a value to go out with friends. It's a value to go out with your husband and you know, whether you are tracking or not, um, the important thing is the company, right? The social yeah. aspect of things. Um, See, so yeah, I just love that. And I think Like I said, you're amazing. Like the way you preach balance and your Instagram. Like speaking of Instagram, I'll wait till the end for you to like link everything. I want everyone to to be able to find you. (laughs) You're totally good. But um yeah, just I was looking over your Instagram and I just saw like all these different posts helping people with balance and all of that. So um her Instagram's amazing and we're gonna have her link that at the end. You're so kind. Um
1: okay, so what has been your experience so far as a coach? Amazing. It's the best. Um, I feel so, I mean, I feel so fulfilled coaching, uh, being able to see clients grow and overcome challenges and be able to achieve their goals. And also, um, develop new mindsets and a headspace around how to approach health and fitness has been so fulfilling. Um, it's been challenging 1 million times percent. Um, it's for sure hard and I don't want to leave that part out, but over as a whole, absolutely love it. Has it been challenging? 100%. Has it been worth it? A million percent. Um, and I'm excited to keep going and keep growing and keep helping and um, I'm excited for you. I'm excited for you to, to coach and experience these things with clients because it's, it's, it's powerful. It's amazing. It's so exciting.
0: Well, and on that point, I'm excited as well, but I think you have just been so good at shifting people's mindsets. Like if anything, I know there's a lot of people out there who like, you know, do health coaching without even being certified, but, or mindset coaching, sorry, mindset coaching without being certified. And, um, I think you could do mindset coaching too. Like you have such a element to helping people to uh, have a healthy relationship around, um, exercising and with food and like looking at it differently Mm -hmm. because there's a difference between like teaching the principles, but then helping people look at it differently is a whole new thing
1: for sure. And I
0: think that's something you've been so good at. So it's been awesome. And I've just noticed that from your Instagram and we haven't known each other that long, but it's been amazing just watching you like over the time I've known. Um, so on to the next question, what has been your most recent win with one of your clients?
1: Yeah. Um, I would say yesterday a client just texted me, and she sent me over her progress pictures that she hadn't taken for a second and she's been in more of a maintenance phase if anyone doesn't know that's basically where you're eating a certain amount of you're eating the amount of calories that you would burn in a day with just the goal to simply maintain um before we started working with each other. Uh, She was going to lots of extremes, working out twice a day, restricting herself, viewing food as bad. And when we started working with each other, um, we really pushed her to, you know, work out less in a healthy amount, not twice a day, more like four or five times a week, uh, focus on her steps, eat at maintenance to kind of overcome some of these thoughts around food. And the, The changes that she's seen in her body just by being consistent, not perfect, but consistent with her nutrition and really trusting in the process has been incredible. Um, so I would say that was, that was a win that happened yesterday and she was just saying how good she felt, how happy she felt in her body, how much, much peace she felt. And, you know, she's, she's in maintenance, like she's not even in a car or anything. She's just eating enough to fuel her body and feeling amazing. Um, so that was, that was a win from yesterday. That was really exciting to hear.
0: That is awesome. I can only imagine like receiving a text like that. Just, I've had like, l- I had three clients I worked with, um, just kind of like as starters. Yeah. Um, but I remember any texts I get from them that were about progress in any way, you just get this, like, it's almost like a parent love. Yeah. Like you're like, you
1: get pumped wow. up for them. You're yeah, like, let's they're like go. Your kid. You're like, yeah. oh my gosh,
0: like, yay. Like, I'm so happy for yeah. you. Yeah. Um and how awesome is it that like she was able to work out less, eat more and have more energy and like probably feel and look better. Oh, I'm for sure. sure her um body composition changes like with that were awesome too. Yeah. Because I know a lot of times when you know you are like restrictively eating and you're working over exercising, you tend to actually look worse than if you were to t- you know, have less stress on your body and work out like four to five times per week or, you know, whatever the goal is for you. But, um, yeah, I just, I think it's so cool that our bodies can do that like with reverse dieting. Um, so, okay. On to the next question for you. So with cutting, bulking and maintaining kind of like surrounding what we were just talking about, how,
1: how do you preach to your clients to love your body at all stages? Yeah. Um, I actually, you know, I don't preach love your body in all stages. I, I talk more about, it's okay if you don't love your body, you know, um, but you can appreciate your body. You can accept your body and you can accept and appreciate your body while still wanting to improve it and change, you know? Um, and I guess it really depends on what loving your body looks like loving your body could be appreciating it but for me in this case you know I'm not going to be like oh I love my muffin top I love my love handles like I don't expect anyone to do that. I don't ex- I mean you can do that but I don't expect my client to like try and convince themselves that they love a part of their body that they don't really love but I think coming from a place of acceptance and appreciation that your body is working for you Um, and when you can get to that place of trust in your body, then your body is, I mean, your brain and your body are so, so connected more than people think. So if you're constantly like trying to change your body out of hate, out of, out of disgust, your body's going to work against you. I I truly believe that, but if you can accept it and appreciate it, um, um, then then your body will work work for you. So kind of going back to what I said before, the way that I talk to my clients about it is, hey, I don't expect you to look in the mirror and just be absolutely in love with your body. That's okay. But I, I want you to appreciate and accept your body because it was, it's a gift that's given to you from God. Um, but also understand it's okay to want and have the desire to change your body and to improve it those are those those two things can coexist Mm,
0: yes yeah it's it's really true I think how you said like the brain and body are so connected and I think trying to convince yourself of something that you don't actually believe you know let's if you're in like a bulking phase and you've put on some fat and you have a muffin top like you said you can't like convince yourself like hey I like this like I like how you said it's not really about not loving your body at all stages it's more so about the acceptance of things yeah um and then also I think I think a recent transition like in the fitness community as a whole is not you said changing uh changing your body out of hate like when you're doing out of hate is when it's negative right and Mm -hmm. I think a recent shift has been doing like realizing like like oh I love my body still you know because there was so much um like, restriction and self-sabotage, I feel like, to get, like, the Victoria's Secret look, or, like, even if you look at, like, the 2000s, like, when they had, yeah. like, the super low-rise <laughs> jeans. Yeah. Um, but people, like, I think, looked at exercise like it was, like, sabotage. Like, yeah. it's not, like, people weren't doing it to move because they actually liked it. Totally. Um, So, yeah, just a couple of points that I loved that you said, and I like how you said our bodies are a gift from God. Like, it's, I like to think of our body as, like, like it's not our own because it's not right yeah it's God's and he gave it to us and I think being a part of a religion and I mean whatever you believe in is fine but I believe in God and um, God kind of talks about our bodies being temples and how we should respect them and it's like kind of his gift to us so I, I think it's cool to like think about that that way where it's like you don't want to harm it you don't want to hurt it like it's like a gift you want to take care of it you know totally i um, totally agree with you so okay on to the next question let's see what are um what are some of your current goals do you have any goals right now that you're working towards
1: yeah um so my goals are right now just to maintain um uh, my husband and i are actually trying for kids this year So for that reason, I mean, it would be so fun. I I was talking to my coach last, the late last year, November, December, and I so badly wanted to try going into a bulk. Like I've never intentionally bulked and I would love to intentionally bulk to build some muscle, but um, my husband and I have been talking for a really long time that we wanted to start trying this year. So right now I am just maintaining and... (laughs) just just trying to yeah maintain my fitness obviously when i go to the gym like trying to build muscle body recomp in the meantime um but nothing i don't have any like extreme extreme goals
0: oh i love that what a fun time of life
1: yeah yeah that's gonna be crazy yeah so how how old are both of you i'm
0: 24 he's 25 24 25 that's awesome um so do you have any like life goals like goals from 2023 that you made that you're like working on um outside of fitness maybe
1: more like just like life yeah um I write them down every morning they're more business goals than they are um like fitness goals well my my goals that I write down every morning man I feel like I'm gonna start manifesting if I start saying them um but I have a goal in 2023 to make six figures in my business I want to, I know it's like kind of scary to say that on over, over a podcast, but, um, good way to manifest. Um, I want to run two group programs this year. I want to fill my client roster, Um, I want to buy my own Tesla with my own money. Oh yeah. Um, I want to travel with my husband. Obviously I want to be able to do one muscle up. Um, if I get pregnant though, I don't think that will be possible. (laughs) But if I, if I'm still working on getting pregnant, that's something I want to work towards. Um, and a big goal that I have this year, I would say is really focusing on my spirituality and trying to run my life and my business and everything with and through Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ. Um, And I feel like 2023, like that is one of my main goals is to be more intentional with that. I think that it's really easy for us to forget um, you know, to pray intentionally and to read our scriptures and to connect ourselves to God and to look for his hand and to give to others. And this, this year, that's something that I wanting to be a lot more intentional about is, in, is, is growing my relationship and improving my relationship with my heavenly father and Jesus Christ to help me in my life and my business. That in is
0: general. incredible. Absolutely incredible. I loved um how you talked about like spirituality being kind of the center of everything yeah being like through your business through your you know pursuits that you want to um make happen and i think yes this is definitely gonna be a manifestation like you're gonna have this on air now so you're gonna have to come back i know and i'm
1: like geez i gotta make this happen now
0: oh i love it um one thing i need to hear. i'm gonna try
1: yeah you're good
0: um, we're good um but yeah, I think a Tesla would be freaking rad. Yeah. yeah, I want a Tesla too. I think they're so cool, and you yeah. can get them like a pretty good price
1: now. Yeah, they're like not as expensive as I mean, unless you're getting a, a Model X. I think those are the most expensive one, the one that can have, like, the cool doors that open. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're decent price. They're not like as bad as I thought they were. So yeah, exactly. What you a know, life. S- something that I love from the G3 Summit too that I feel like I. Uh, have taken away that I want to start applying is one of the three G's is giving mm. is I loved how every single person there at the G3 summit talked about the power of just giving, um, like Casey's experience, Dave's experience, like everybody had these, every successful person that was up on that stage had some type of experience or several experiences of just giving, um, and that's something in 2023 thanks to that summit that I also want to be more intentional about is just giving more.
0: Mm. yes, I totally agree with you. And I think like our generation and I would say like, well, I I don't even we're, yeah, we're I'm going we're in the same generation. But <laughs> um I think our generation like especially has made the focus about us kind of like you know be independent follow yeah. you like do your thing like do it for you like all these different messages which are so like fantastic because yes like they all said they all have these like crazy morning routines like all yeah. the speakers had crazy morning routines because you have to take care of yourself before you can you know fill other people's cups yeah but the principle of like giving back like you'll get it back in your life totally you know and I I also think that that's something that like we could all focus on more is like contributing to other people you know because it does build ourself as well in the process yeah so yeah that was a really really important point um so what has been the biggest importance of a mindset Uh, like being in the fitness industry, like what has been the importance of that for you and with your clients?
1: Yeah, that's been, I would say the mindset part is what really shifted my fitness journey. I felt like I was constantly in a rut with my fitness. I would see results and then I would lose results. I would see results and then I would lose results. And I came to this point that, you know, I actually got to a point where I dismissed everything. I was like, I don't want to worry about dieting. I don't want to worry about any of this. I still worked out and I still was eating healthy from what I knew, but I was so frustrated with how I just I just felt like I was in this loop and I couldn't figure out why. Um, and it wasn't until I took this course that really helped me understand mindset and beliefs and what that means and how are the things that are holding us back isn't necessarily the food and the nutrition. Obviously, those things can Uh, are going to help you yes but what it really comes down to is your thoughts and your beliefs around food and fitness and how you want your life to be and it's these limiting beliefs that you need to dive into um, figure out what they are you know that's where the root cause is and as you can learn to rewire those um, then you can start living to that higher self that you want to to be, you know, and I feel like that's where the biggest difference came for me, at least in my fitness journey is once I was able to discover those limiting, <coughs> excuse me, those limiting beliefs, <coughs> excuse me, those limiting beliefs in my own head um, and learn to rewire them for who I wanted to become and what that really meant. Um, I feel like that's when when I really started to show up differently and feel more confident and feel more aligned in my health and fitness.
0: I think that is so true like mindset plays the biggest role and it's it really does come down to like okay what are my thoughts around exercise what are my thoughts around eating because that is what is driving me to do everything I'm doing yeah and I think too like to that point of like there's a time and place where you step back and you're like why am I doing this Mm -hmm. why am I like especially when you get into that like that obsessive part of things where it's like you step back I think Everyone at some point has a realization, whether it be because of a friend or a family member that it's pointing it out to you that, you know, things are getting a little out of hand. Or if it's just that you finally realize, like, hey, what am I doing with my life and why am I spending so much time in the gym? Why am I spending so much time trying to make my food perfect or do things that are, you know, not serving me? Yeah. Um, And I think that's it comes down to your beliefs. And I'm wondering now, too, like, what course did you take?
1: Yeah. So I, if you know, biceps after babies on Instagram, Amber Briseke, she, that's actually how I got certified as a, she calls it the transformational macro coach. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's actually where I got my certification from to become a macro coach in her certificate. So that's her certification. It's called coaching Academy. Um, and it's amazing. It was awesome.
0: Was it like pretty pricey or Uh,
1: depends on what? Yeah. I would say it was about three grand, three grand to to do the course. It was only her second, her second or third run doing it though. So I think now, um, that was a couple years ago. I think now it's probably a little more expensive from what I've heard, but um, maybe five hundred dollars more. I'm just guessing. But Mm -hmm. I I would say it was, for me, it was it was worth the money for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think
0: investing like in your in your mind and in your health and like any course you can get that will help you elevate that in any way is so worth the money. Yeah.
1: I 100% agree.
0: Cause then you have like new values, to, like new value to offer to anybody else who comes to you. Yeah. So it's like, then you can raise your price of your stuff because it's like, you have something new to add. Like with the macros, like that's a huge thing for a lot of people, you know? Totally. Um, so it just helps build credibility too, which is awesome. Um, so a question that I have for anybody who is just starting out do you think it's
1: um, helpful for them to track macros like just at some point or another? Yeah, yeah, I, I think so. And and here's the reason why is I think the reason why tracking your macros or tracking your nutrition in general is helpful is because it builds awareness. Mm. Um, I think that a lot of people, you know, they have this restrictive mindset because of the things that they've read on the Internet. But and or in this case, you know, some people are trying to lose weight and they think they're they they're trying to eat clean, but they're still not losing weight. You know, you can be eating clean and be gaining weight. You can be eating clean and um, be maintaining your weight. So I think that um, tracking your macros, even if it's just for a week or two, can be really beneficial just so that you can gain awareness, education, and knowledge around what food has in it, how many calories, what's the nutrition breakdown of it. You know, I have this client who just started with me this last week and she just texted me actually yesterday and she's like, I didn't realize how many calories was in butter. Um, And, and, you know, and it's not to say butter is bad, butter is great and totally fine. But by building that awareness around it, it can help you in your fitness journey. Cause let's say she has this goal to lose weight. Um, and, and she's, but she's lathering everything in butter that adds a significant amount of calories that she's unaware of, you know? So to answer your question more simply, yes, because it it helps you build awareness, education, and knowledge around what you're putting in your body.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And you know, what? I think what's so cool about tracking is for, for me, at least it actually gave me freedom because I was like able to see kind of, like how meals were put together more better. Like I could see like, oh, you know, I'm probably not as satisfied because I didn't have that much fiber in a meal or like, oh, I'm not as satisfied because I didn't have like very much fat in my meal or like things like that where it's like you just start learning and you take things as you go and it helps so much with like for me, I struggled a lot in the past with like knowing what to eat. Like I did not have any good like meal ideas and I was always like, uh, like I'll just have a snack here or like I'd feel like, you know, I want to look my best. And so I'd think like, oh, eating the littlest amount would be the best. You know, yeah. and it, it's not. You see that like with tracking your macros, you actually can eat a lot more than you think. And totally. so I think I think that like it almost gives you freedom in a way um, and helps you to just be more aware, like you said, yeah. around fruit, food. And yeah, I think this whole thing of clean eating like needs to go forever. Yeah, I
1: totally it, agree.
0: It, it doesn't necessarily... Um, matter i mean as long as you're hitting for i think the most important thing is your protein right yeah and hitting your calories for the day yeah you are good i think fats and carbs can be moved around since they are both energy sources um but what do you think about that do you think that's kind of similar i totally
1: agree i think that depending on the person you know some people want more flexibility which calories and protein in that case is a great option for them Mm -hmm. and some people actually do better on a more structured plan and they want the carb fat and and, uh, protein goal Mm -hmm. um in my opinion i personally like just counting calories and protein and that's usually the approach that i take with most of my clients because it is more flexible totally um and you s- will like if you take both those uh just calories and protein and carbs fats and protein like those two scenarios and put people like basically what i'm trying to say is like compare results uh, it's going to be about the same Mm -hmm. unless you're trying to get up on a stage or anything like that. Then maybe you want to be more precise, but something I'd add to that with calories and protein, I'd still keep an eye on fiber Mm -hmm. just to make sure you are getting those nutrients that your body needs for your gut health and for your digestive system.
0: Mm, Yes. Yeah. Gut health is huge over social media Yeah, and people are so confused by it. I think
1: rightfully so honestly though, I think, I feel like gut health is, I mean, not rightfully so maybe that wasn't the right word, but makes sense why people are so confused about it because gut health is such a hot topic. I feel like it's almost kind of like a hot word. You hear gut health and you're like, Oh, um, and it's scary for some people, you know, where in my opinion, there are some people who do need to dive into their gut and need that additional help. But Mm -hmm. for a lot of people, it, 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 it's not that they need to dive into their gut or figure out, you know, these deep problems. It's that they just need to um, focus on moving more. They need to focus on filling their bodies with more nutritious foods. They need to focus on exercising um and you know living a, a healthy life before doing any extremes to fix their gut Does
0: absolutely absolutely. i I love that I'm hearing this from you because I totally agree and I think there's there's so much like talk about it. and like you said, it's kind of like a buzzword buzzword that's a good, but yeah. but the thing about it is like, like hit your steps, hit your, you know, exercise every day. Like there's, you got to look at the fundamentals, like the things you're supposed to be doing every day before you like attack, like some small problem. Totally. Cause like your gut is obviously like a huge part of your body. Cause it's, you know, it's very diverse and there's a lot we don't know about it still. Yeah. But at the end of the day, like your gut is co- also connected to the way you exercise and yeah. the way you eat and take care of yourself and move. And so I think it's really important for people to understand if you are like seeing stuff about the gut and thinking that you have, you know, maybe problems with it, look at the other things before you go to your gut, you know, I
1: totally agree. You know, focus on the, on the basics or the foundations first. And you know, if, if after you've nailed the foundations or the basics, exactly what you said, um, and you're still having issues in your gut, then yes, go seek out a professional, Mm -hmm. um, go figure that out. But Drill down the basics before you do that. Mm,
0: Yeah. And and a lot of the fitness coaches and people I talk to have fantastic gut health and they I mean, they don't know that much about it. They just are taking care of themselves the right way, you know? Um, But, yeah, I think fiber is really important, like you said, as well. Um, So on to the next question. So I was just thinking it could probably be really useful for someone out there. If they were just starting out, um, like, what advice or tips would you give to them? Like, I know a lot of times with personal trainers, you kind of have to know, like, you know, a little more information, like what's their goals. But if someone was just starting out and they wanted to know – How they could get into the gym and tracking their macros, all these things. What would be like some practical tips you could give them?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. What I would say is a lot of the times for people who are are wanting to start out their fitness journey, they write down this list of everything they want to do. You know, they want to, they're not doing anything, and then all of a sudden they want to work out five times a week, or they want to go to the gym every day, and they want to eat super clean and stop eating sugar and get. 12,000 steps a day. And they go to these extremes, which makes, which then causes them to burn out eventually, you know? So my biggest tip for someone who's just starting out is pick one thing and, and be consistent with that one thing for as long as you can until it becomes a habit for you. And, and that might just be going to the gym once a week. That might be just getting 8,000 or you know, if six to 8,000 steps a day, that might be adding in a vegetable to one of your meals in a day. And as you can start being consistent with that one thing that you choose, then add on to it, you know, instead of having vegetables in one of your meals, have it in two. Um, and, and that doesn't sound appealing to anybody because it's so simple, but it's those simple things that if you can drill those down is really going to help you make long-term sustainable lasting changes.
0: Absolutely. I totally agree with that. And I I feel bad because everyone's going to replay this and just hear me say that like a hundred times, but it's just (laughs) because all the things you're saying are so true. And I totally agree with like just doing one little small thing at a time. I think this leads to a really important point was just like, it's just like keeping the commitment to yourself. Right. Yeah, And I think doing those things, like whether it's the steps or it's the gym or whatever it may be for you, the simplest task, if you can just keep that commitment to yourself, that will further contribute to like your efficacy and your um, confidence in yourself. Yeah. To be able to eventually make bigger, you know, bigger steps and to eventually get yourself maybe working out on a program, maybe starting to track your macros now, like all these different things. Um, But it just takes that initial like convincing of your mind. Totally. And yeah. again, back to like your thoughts and beliefs. Like I think that's just contributing to that, you know? Yeah. 100%. Um, okay. So on to the last couple questions here. Let's see. Who do you look up to the most in the fitness industry?
1: Oh, that's a hard question. There's so <laughs> many people I look up to. Um, like, in, oh, geez, you are asking me hard questions. You know, there's there's no one specific person that comes to mind. There's multiple people that come to my mind, but... I mean, I look up to my own mentor and business coach Shay, who I've already uh, I already uh, mentioned. I totally look up to her. I love her. I love the way that she approaches health and fitness and you know, I look up to um several women on on Instagram who are doing amazing things and I aspire to uh grow a business like them, you know. Um Someone who I I've looked up to is her name's Andrea Andrea Fawcett, Mama Lay Fit. Have you heard of her? I have not heard of okay. her. Okay. She's awesome. She she's built a business that I think is so awesome and I, I definitely look up to her as well. But um, those are yeah, those are a few people who who I definitely have looked up to over the years, but Man, there's so many people. Like there is,
0: there is, and there's just so many people out there doing that. You know, oh, there yeah. there's lots of online coaches, and so I think it's super easy to have like multiple. Yeah. Um, but I think this Shay girl sounds really cool. I might need to look into her after we're done. She's she awesome. awesome. I love her. <laughs>
1: she's just been. I think she's just been so much help to me that I just like love and appreciate her so much. I think it's, like, that connection you
0: build. Like, it's not even – and that's kind of, like, what I was talking about at the G3 Summit was, like, the connections we build The people, like, make the, the actual, like, business part of things, like, so small because it's, like, the actual relationship there is so much more important. Totally. And you just, like, build such a love for people when you can connect with them and talk about these hard things that you're going through and oh, that totally. vulnerability, you know? Um. Okay. So let's see. Okay. I came across a post that you have posted about like comparison and I was wondering what that's been like for you, like with social media and with being a coach and all those things.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I would say, you know, one of the hardest parts about business and you know, this, this goes right along with fitness as well is it's really easy to compare our fitness journeys to people who, um, have reached the goals that we want to reach, you know. And same with business is as I've I've started to build my business, I've realized how much it relates to fitness, you know. Um it's really easy to get caught in the comparison trap when you're on Instagram and looking at all these coaches who have these huge businesses and are helping their clients succeed and you're kind of just feeling lost and alone. Um and Remind me of your question again with that. Said, I was just
0: wondering, like how, like what, what has been your experience? Okay, of?
1: yeah, and and you know what's in what's funny is I'm assuming the post that you saw it was probably back in like November or December. I was kind of going through a rut in that in that um, in those couple of months of lots of comparison, mm-hmm. um, looking at other coaches, looking at their businesses. Like I was saying, feeling really down about myself and what I was doing and feeling like I should be further along um and you know it it kind of got to this point that it was like either I need to figure myself out Mm -hmm. um and because this is tearing me down it's affecting me it's affecting my business it's affecting my relationships um or I need to stop doing this and it as a whole you know um and after doing lots of journaling about it and kind of figuring out what was going on in my head, I, the the approach that I kind of came about was, you know, why am I comparing myself to these coaches in these businesses who have been at it for three, four five years? You know, um, if anything, I should use that to inspire me, to push me and excite me to know that. I can do that too when I was comparing myself to them when, you know, they, they have so much more time on me, you know, so of course their business is a little bit further along. They've been working at it longer than I have. And I think the same goes with, with anybody who's listening to this in their fitness journey is a lot of the times it's easy for us to compare ourselves. Um, if you're a new fitness goer, if you're new in your fitness journey, it's easy to compare yourself to someone who's been at it for five, six, seven, eight, ten 10 plus years um, but remember that, you know, results take time, results in fitness, results in business. It takes time and it takes effort and you need to be patient. So if you're going to compare yourself, I will say don't compare yourself, but if anything, use those people to inspire you, to push you. Um, but if you're comparing yourself to someone who's been at it for 10 times longer than you, like you're only doing yourself more harm than good
0: yeah yep exactly and i think i think too it's like i like how you said like results take time like it's so hard for us to recognize that as humans we just i think that's kind of a negative of social media is like we see all the success like right in front of our eyes right and we can look at that whenever we want. But the hardest thing is that we don't know what the process was before that. A lot of times, like you look and you see like, wow, these coaches are doing so good, but little did you know, they might've been grinding for 20 years yeah, and they finally had their breakthrough, you know? And so I think it's important that like you said, like we focus on ourselves and like we focus on like what we can do to like be better rather than like, and use that as inspiration rather than like a, a, way to drag us down. And the reason I ask you about comparison is because I, I've struggled with that so much. Like mm. in the past that was like my all my in biggest insecurities were from comparing myself to people. And yeah. um I struggled with like the reason I even got into fitness was I compared myself to my friends and I was always, you know, the bigger girl in my friend group. I was always the kind of I saw myself as lesser than and mm. I would constantly be using comparison as a means to make me feel bad. I never used it as inspiration. And so initially with my fitness journey, I started out as like a place of hate and that's kind of how I got into things. But, um, once I realized like, there's so much more to like me and my strengths, like, I think it's important to like recognize your strengths, you know? Um, I was able to see like, Oh, like I, there's still so much that I can offer. But it's just a matter of recognizing those strengths, you know?
1: Yeah, Yeah, I totally agree. And I think it also goes back to what I was saying at the beginning is, is really understanding what your values are, you know? I could, you could be comparing yourself to someone's fitness journey. In my case, like I could be comparing myself to someone um, whose business is way bigger than mine. And, and, you know, maybe I don't know what's going on behind the scenes. Maybe they're working 18-hour days. Maybe they're... You know, not able to get to the gym and maybe they are doing things to the extreme that, you know, if I were to know that, you know, that wouldn't be worth it to me i don't want to live that life because Mm -hmm. i value my time i value being able to go to the gym i value being able to spend time at night with my husband that i don't want to work through those those hours Mm -hmm. um and same with the fitness journey a lot of times i i tell my clients is you know they'll pull up they'll show me people on instagram like i want to look like that and i'm like you don't know how she got there you don't know what she's doing to maintain that you know some of these girls that you point out on instagram they're bringing their meal prep to Hawaii on the beach, you know. Do you want to do that? Is that worth it to you? If so, that's totally okay. Um, but just make sure that you know your expectations are aligned with with your actions or your and your goals are aligned with your values. Kind of exactly what I'm uh, I'm trying to say. Um, because you know, once you can understand those trade offs, now I'm kind of going on my own little tangent along with this then you will realize that some of those things aren't worth it to you. Um, and that's a good thing. You can readjust your your goals in a way that aligns with you and something that's achievable for you rather than something that's just going to keep tearing you down. So what am I saying with all this? I'm sorry, this is all going kind of crazy. Is is you never know what's, what's going on behind the doors. Yeah. Mm, And I couldn't have said it, but the meal prep to Hawaii gives a really good uh, picture in
0: my mind. But I think that's why it's awesome to like take gratitude for the balance you do have in your life and for the um, your own how far you've come your own journey. Right. Yeah. Because when we're comparing, we're looking at everything we don't have. We're looking at the it's kind of again. I can relate almost anything back to that conference. But just, like, the idea of, like, an abundance mindset. Like, focusing yeah. on what you have rather than, like, what you lack. And I think when you do that, like, you just naturally have more gratitude for everything you you already have. Like, you know, look at – there's certain parts of your body already that, that are, like, your highlights, your strengths. You should, like, recognize those and point them out. Totally. And I'm sure with your clients, like, you've been able to see that and do that as well. But – um yeah, I just love everything you said. Um, I want to end on where can people find you on all socials?
1: Yeah, you can, I'm mostly on Instagram, so you can find me at Sarah Clark with, uh, S-A-R-A-H-C-L-A-R-K-K-K under dash. That's where you'll find me. That's my Instagram username. Um, if you have any questions about programming, about one-on-one coaching, about anything on, uh, regarding that, you can go to the link in my bio or shoot me a DM. I'm also on TikTok. Username is the same. Uh, I'm so new to TikTok. I'm still figuring it out, but I'm me trying. Too. I'm trying to be better at <laughs> posting on TikTok. So uh, follow me on Instagram before TikTok because <laughs> TikTok, yeah, is is not not a strength of mine. But I'm figuring it out. That's something I'm also working on this year. Is trying to be. Uh, more active on TikTok. So I totally relate to that. I
0: don't really know what I'm doing on TikTok. We're just trying a bunch oh, of yeah. random stuff out right now. Oh, yeah. I'm just trying to give tips and help people, but then I'm like having some gym clips in there. This just kind of random. But yeah. anyway, it's been such a pleasure having you on. Like, oh, thank you. I'm so grateful for you. Thank you so much. So and funny. I really appreciate you sharing all the things you did um, with the audience. I know for a fact, if y'all didn't have a paper and a pen, and you weren't taking notes, I'm sorry, because mm-hmm. you you learned some things today from Sarah. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm just really, really grateful to have had you on. So well, thank you so much. for
1: having me, Kylie. This has been so much fun. I appreciate you.
0: Well, um, thank you for joining us, everybody. And that concludes episode 12 of the Believing and Achieving
1: podcast. And have a good rest of your day.